The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's showtime! From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, all you out there, welcome to the Boston Podcast. Thanks for listening. We produce this right out of our studios in Westwood, Mass. Pod617.com is where you go to find out, find all our shows, by the way, but also find out how you can be the next big podcast star. And apropos of that, I've got the next big podcast star in my studio right now. His name is Sook, and he's here. Hey. That's right. Your adoring fan. Next big podcast star. Gotta now, stay with the Boston accent. Whenever I big podcast star, yeah, I, I think you're gonna be a wicked fucking big podcast star. Um, every time I say next big podcast star, I worry that someone's gonna turn that into a reality show. It's amazing someone hasn't already, right? Well, why are we giving away our ideas? You're, damn it! You're right. Strict strike that from the record. Um, I do want to mention our sponsor before we. I tell you who Sug is. And uh, why you need to listen to everything he says. That's a teaser, folks. I want to tell you about the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering pay training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers, United States Postal Service, deliver for the nation. I also want to thank our friends at Adori Podcast app. Go to the App Store, my friends. If you like bells, whistles, and gadgets and stuff on your phone, I know you do. I know you listen to podcasts. And... The app you're using, maybe it's not as user-friendly as, as you would like. Sometimes there are hitches and glitches and bugs and stuff. Try this because the Adori podcast app, not only will you be able to listen to pretty much any podcast you can imagine, but a lot of them are interactive, such as all of the, the podcasts on this show. So if you were listening on the Adori app, you'd be looking at a, a picture of Sug, and you want to know what he looks like. You want to get the image in your head. And I have an awesome photo of you with the, with the WWE championship belt draped on your shoulder mm-hmm. majestically. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Handsome. So thank you, our friends at Adori. Now, Sug, this is what you need to know about the man. There is a podcast coming up on this network. You're getting a, this is breaking news. This is breaking news. I need a sound effect for this. Um <laughs> No, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know why I thought of YMCA. <laughs> it was the first button I hit. Wait, anyway. that was Dream Police. No, it was YMCA. It by the was? people. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, okay. God damn, it's not going to be a podcast about music. <laughs> Dream Police. That's kind of that's kind of a deep pull. Um, what movie was that mentioned in? What movie was Dream Police saluted in? Uh, I don't know. The. Dream police, na 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 na. Your mama's all right. Your daddy's. All... Oh, uh, fast times at Ridgemont High. This is. Are we doing the Shawshank Two podcast? No, but you like. I know you like movies. You <laughs> I like love movies. them, you have, you and have, I love have... those guys on Shawshank. A lot of them are my friends. It's not what you told me off the air. No, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Jerry just kidding. Thornton is one of my best friends, and, uh, Jerry and Thor- Nick and George grew up in my hometown of Braintree, Massachusetts, and they are also friends. And Adam, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Uncle Buck, Uncle the host of the Buck. show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sug says is going to be the name of the podcast. And Sug, by the way, that's his name. Sug S O O G. Did you did you like? Did you, does that roll off the tongue for you? S O O G. 
It yeah. gives you a, a little, That's um, my little name cred. To wear it out. Right. Sug says, so Sug is a man, he's a renaissance man. This is the guy this, that I describe as the most interesting man in the world. And we met kind of by chance, um, probably two years ago, something like yep. that. Um, quickly discovered we had common friends, common interests. So he, he's the man. Now, everybody says, you know, it's like opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, you know. But um, you were one that I say has, has brazen thoughts about things. And I think you like being the contrarian quite often that's just uh, i'm just kind of starting to talk about you well it's interesting so i think that uh, some people say that i say the stuff that other people are thinking yeah or uh then i have like friends who just shit on me because they're like oh that's my friend will recently wrote on uh one of my uh facebook posts that this is just you being the contrarian and i believe what i write i believe what i say um and uh Sometimes I'll take a stronger position just if it's opposed a little more. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, but, you, but, you know, there's, um, you've also said to me, this might go hand in hand, that you don't like perfect people. Right. Him. Yeah. I don't trust a guy who's never been sent to the principal's office. <laughs> Absolutely don't. And why is that? Because when you're down and out, like this is, you know, when you're down and out, how do you know that this person can be empathetic at, at, at whatsoever? If you need help, if maybe you've done something that's a tad askew you from, right. uh, from you norm. know, general society norms, how do you know that this person can be supportive of you? Yeah. Plus, they're just not interesting. Yeah. Never got sent to the principal's office ever. Right. You've. A perfect attempt. Come on. Yeah, and and you live in Wellesley with your wife and your two and a half kids and your right. dog, and then when you go on vacation, you post photos of of you drinking a cup of coffee by the water and saying, "What a lovely with morning." With your feet up, yeah. With your feet up. I so hate the fucking feet. I hate fucking, them. I love feet. <laughs> Girls' feet. <laughs> right. I do. Right. I, 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 and and you know, feet get. Liking feet gets a bad name because of the word fetish. People yeah. can't say that you like, they say, oh, I have a foot. I don't have a fetish. I don't want to like bang the feet. I want to, <laughs> I just appreciate pretty good, you know, pretty feet on a woman. Uh, I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. Rex Ryan didn't do any favors for uh, foot appreciation, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, with that video. Yeah. Yeah. What are you boy, doing? boy, oh boy. I know. Uh, but, but. Yeah, I'm with you. It does make a difference in whether a woman's attractive or not. I right? love it when yeah. feet season starts happening. <laughs> I just absolutely love it because you can keep your head down and still enjoy the view. Right. So you might ask, what is the podcast going to be about? Well, it's almost like what isn't going to be about it. It Sug is going to tell you things you don't know about food. He's a former chef, still a chef, still an enthusiastic cook, uh, right? Still, uh, yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I do, and. Uh, uh, you know, and but the more glamorous side, the healthcare consulting, the healthcare uh, startup IT guy, you know, it's like you're beating the chicks off. <laughs> really? That yeah, beating is, the chicks off. That, those... I didn't mean beating the chicks off. You're going to use that cut. I know you are. No. <laughs> well, it's my my property now. Sorry. It's property of Pod 617. But but Sug, also former sports writer, still mm-hmm. still dabbles in it. Is yep. that fair to say? Yeah. Yep. So I had you... a website back in the late 90s uh, called The Rant, and uh, we had, had a pretty big following. Uh, then... Um, Parlayed that kind of, not really. Dave didn't really read. Dave wasn't, I don't remember if Dave was on the rant or not. Dave Portnoy, I'm talking about. Uh, but From Barstool uh, Sports. Right, from Barstool. Yeah. But being friends with the guys, the original, I'm an original stoolie. There you go. Um, I, uh, and I started writing all the MMA stuff. So back then, um, whenever there was a UFC, 
mm-hmm. which it was every other week. There was a UFC with a number, and then there was Fight Nighters. I forgot what it was called, the one that was in between. But it was every two weeks. And I would, I would break down each fight, and it was really kind of boring. I did it, not boring, but uh, I would try to figure out who's winning. And I was very successful in terms of my record of figuring out who won. But the last one I did was uh, Tito Ortiz versus um, – Chuck Liddell, which was UFC 66. So Ooh. that's how long ago it was. And um, what I, are they up to now? 200 uh, something. Oh, really? Okay. I think 300. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say this is. I ba- lost love for the sport. I Did lost, you? I fell out of love with it. Did you? Yeah. The, I mean, you're a former bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And and so that the the whole <laughs> machismo guys beating the shit out of each other maybe appealed to you a little in the beginning. Love it. That was back when it was a little bit more of a well kept secret right i mean now it's now it's like, well that's the thing nobody yeah. clicked on it like so yeah, yeah. so they were happy to do it and and what there was a guy one of the original stoolies name is jamie chisholm and jamie was the one who actually i i he would post my stuff under his name i never had a direct access line to that but the last one i did was ufc 66 and uh there's nine fights on every card and i got eight fights that night but the one i didn't get was liddell and ortiz i you thought bet. ortiz would win you picked against liddell uh, huh? was God. that when he was just on the rise uh, no he was they he was, established he was, okay. and uh, tito was out for a little while and he came back and i just thought tito would be smart enough to not i didn't know that uh, i thought that tito could uh bypass chuck liddell's takedown defense and uh, get him on the ground, but Tito just tried to fight him straight up that night, which you don't go striking hand for hand against Chuck Liddell. You just don't do it. So why did you lose your love for it? Because uh, once it exploded, then there was just so everybody was Wasn't showing it. Fun. Remember, 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 uh, poker when when it yeah, first came on TV. Say, did yeah. you just wa- like? Didn't yeah. we all just watch poker? And it yeah. was like this is fucking great. I I never even played poker, but I loved it. Right. And uh, and then. It was on everything, mm-hmm. and uh, and so they did that with 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 uh, MMA and terrible fights. There was just one terrible fight after another, and there there just isn't that that number of good fighters out there to create that many good fights. So I fell out of love with it. Was there also a little bit of a thing that once the secret's out, it's not as much fun to be a fan of it? Uh, yeah, well, but but I still appreciate it because I actually did it. I've fought oh, yeah. four okay. times, and um, so um, I I uh, record retired four two and, and two. Okay, lost the last two, I choked out, didn't know what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was, and <laughs> I was a pretzel in two seconds. Wow! But it was in my early thirties. Okay, um, so. You know, now a man of eighty-eight years old. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, it it uh, yeah it just uh, I still appreciate it. I love a, a good fight. Like I'll watch I'll watch mm-hmm. my buddy Will is he he keeps up with it and he'll tell me if something good's coming up and then I'll pay attention. Boxing, you're a fan of boxing now? I do like I do like it. I yep. I love boxing. Um, again, that's another thing too where there's just not enough good people to have good good matches and it's pretty frustrating when Marvin Hagler actually beat Sugar Ray Leonard, but they gave the they gave the belt to, to Sugar Ray. Yep. And that's my favorite fighter of all time. Sugar Ray. Yeah. No. Hagler. No. Oh, Hagler. Sorry. I am Marvin. of Boston. Well, Hagler is my favorite. I think you said Marvin Hagler. and I, I Marvelous. Yeah. Let's get his name. I'm sorry, name right. I he, meant Have you ever seen one of the uh, movies he's made in Italy? Because he disappeared for a while. <laughs> they, yeah. You know what? You got to respect yeah. about him was after that fight, he's like, I'm not fighting again. And he didn't. Yeah, 
You know, wasn't yeah. it that that was his last I one, think, right? I think whatever, so. whenever up, he said yeah. was his last fight, whether it was Hearns or whoever it was, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to disappear now. And he went to Italy and he stayed there. And that was that. Which is against the grain for most boxers. Let's face it. Most of them hang on too long. Right. Yeah. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, yeah. He 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 was uh, I mean, I always found it amazing that he and Rocky Marciano both from Brockton, you know. Yes. And completely different style fighters and all that. But yeah. Mar- uh, Marvelous used to, when he was Marvin, he used to go to my mother's bar. Mm-hmm. And I would often go pick up, uh, once I got my license, I would go pick up my mother. And M- Marvelous Marvin would be there. And so oh, really? I got to know him a little. And, uh, and you know, I was just, you know, Lou's kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coo- one of the coolest things that ever happened was... When Sugar Ray fought Hearns, I was in college, mm-hmm. and my friends and I, some of my friends and I were in Boston. I don't remember. Was it in the summer or the winter? But I was in Boston. We were in Faneuil Hall. Mm-hmm. This limousine pulls up, and here comes Marvin Hagler. Yeah. And I went up to him, and I go, Marvin. It's, yeah. And he's like, hey, how you doing, Louis? He remembered you? Yeah. Really? And, and in front of my friends. Oh, wow. And so that I'm like, yeah, you know. That's, that's my a, boy Marvin. That, you know, that's Hanks. unbelievable. That's but uh, but uh, but I said to him, I said, uh, "Who's going to win tonight?" It was the night of that fight. Yeah. And he goes, "I'll tell you what. Neither of them want me." And, <laughs> and he walked away laughing. Nice. He probably had a couple in him. He, he enjoys his beverages. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, but it was in front of my friends. He he recognized me. And yeah. That was just the greatest. You've had. Uh, a lot of brush with greatness and celebrities. I want to ask you a couple things about that before we get there, though. I just, I was just that just occurred to me. Hagler walked away pretty much at his prime. I mean, so he didn't win his last big fight, but so what? I mean, right. he, he still had, uh, you know, he's still, you know, in terrific shape and all that. Short list of of athletes who have walked away. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of one in football. You know which one I'm thinking of? Yeah, uh, Lions. Uh, yeah, Barry Sanders. Yeah, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. But, but 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 the difference with Marvin is is that. I think that he has the most fights of an eventual champion before becoming champion. So it, it was a long slog for him to get up there. Mm-hmm. And so he really did have a long career. He has a lot of fights. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's that a lot of blows he's to the a head. Little yeah. Diff- yeah, he's a little different in that manner. Whereas Sanders was, what, nine years and that was it? Yeah, right. Did you like Sugar Ray's cameo in the, the Wahlberg movie, The Fighter? Uh, I did. I, I, but I just, I, I, I love Marvin Hagler so much that it's just so hard for me to look at him. You don't even him. want to look at him. I, I hate him. <laughs> he did not win that fight. He didn't, I scored that fight. I remember I scored it. And I think that I had it 116 to 110 or 116 to 111. I gave it another point, gave him another point for some reason. I forgot why. But, um, he, he didn't win that fight. It must be like a Rorschach test because my dad told me he was at that fight. And he said he would have given it to Leonard just because Hagler appeared frustrated for most of the fight, couldn't do what he wanted to do. But whatever. I, I, see, I think that what happened was uh, that just at the end of every round, he did those peppery, soft uh, speed punches mm-hmm. and just as kind of points. And it was enough. It was enough for some judges. Right. Right. For two out of the three judges. So, Terrible. so you mentioned mentioning Hagler. What what else? pops to mind in terms of brush with with greatness what, what's your favorite well, so celebrity i lived out encounter? in la I, I i lived out in la and i i trained at the beverly hills health club I, so this is when i was um working out down at the mecca bodybuilding venice mm-hmm. beach uh gold's gym and then uh, so i trained myself in the morning and the night and then i would train i would go and train 
celebrities. So I trained Vanessa Williams. So wait, you all right? Hold on, you 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 didn't know this part? No, I didn't. Uh, I can't wait to hear about Vanessa Williams. But but you, how do you just train celebrities? How do you decide you're going to train? Oh, so so how I did was there, right? Right. So what I did was, um, I had a friend who lived out there and I didn't know why, you know, I just know I wanted to go to LA and I wanted to train in the, in the Mecca. And so a friend of a friend lived out there and was pursuing acting and he's actually a short person. And, uh, he, you mean a, a, a muscle head short person, like a, a little, a little person. person. I don't know. Yeah, what are we Can supposed to call midget? him? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, know what you're yeah. supposed to say, but we get it. Now. But, yeah. but I don't, I mean, you know, he's my friend. He's yeah. a, so, so anyway, he's still my friend. So, uh, so, I crashed on his floor while I looked for an apartment. I moved out there with a girl. Plenty of room. Stay plenty there. of room on the floor. <laughs> he did, he was, so, <laughs> sorry. So anyway, he uh, he, he he had a regular sized bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do they make the small? Does, so should we be I talking about this? I, I, yeah. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so so yeah. Why uh, don't you just get in the bed with him? Plenty of real estate there. No, he yeah. lived yeah. in an apartment complex with a former Mister Australia. Uh, who had moved to... Was the uh, house made made out of gingerbread cookies? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm showing myself out after that one. Sorry. So anyway, um, so, and he introduced me and I said, you know, I can can be a trainer too. Now, back then there was no uh, trainer licenses or anything like that. It's just like your your body was your billboard. Right. And so um, he said, you know, come hang out at this club that I train some people at and I'll introduce you to the owner. And he let me go in there and solicit... Uh, people from the club to train him, mm-hmm. and um, it was also there was this guy named Kim Lee who was uh, he's like the guy who brought Pilates to America. He's mm-hmm. like this guru, and he had this whole celebrity list, and he liked me, and uh, and I trained people in the club, and I, you know I'm a friendly guy, yeah. And uh, so he had his Pilates room in the back, and when he went on vacation, he would have the ones that wanted to, his clients that wanted to train with me with not not doing Pilates. Right. And so she agreed. She's like, yeah. I, I, uh, and so I would train her like, she was the first one, 4.30 in the morning or something like that. Jesus. And Now, uh, is this pre or post? This is post Miss America. Post Playboy? Post Penthouse. Post Penthouse, post right. Penthouse. Sorry, yeah, Penthouse. Which I definitely had that penthouse. <laughs> Who didn't? In my, right. <laughs> well, but I, no, but I, I'm t- I brought it out to California. <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea, but that, it's just one of the and good you ones. End, and you end up working with That's funny. And I ended up yeah. training her for wow. however many weeks he went on vacation. And uh, she was an everyday person. Like she, she went every day and she had just had two kids. I want I don't know if she had twins or if she just had two young kids or whatever, but she is phenomenal. She, she's, Every, I mean, fourth, first thing in the morning, yeah. and she's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. So, so for our list, younger listeners, maybe who don't know this, she was m- named Miss America, and then within, I want to say within a year or or not even, I think or she something, was stripped of her crown. She was, so it would have been during the following year, I guess. Her right. these nude photos of her come out in penthouse, and you know, she's a good example of someone who didn't miss a beat in her career really because in in addition in fact i don't know I, I don't remember all the particulars but it's almost like she spun that penthouse in a positive way the 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 problem was not just that it was i mean it was penthouse it wasn't even playboy they're the ones who got the pictures right the photos they weren't glamorous right remember they were uh her with another woman right and it's explicit it's penthouse right. so it's explicit right so she did this when she was when she was um, 
not nude. famous like Madonna, right. like yeah. the ones that came out with sure. Madonna Same when thing. she was not famous, she did nudes. Right, and uh, yet she went on to have a, a great, you know, acting career, and she's still singing. Act, sing, singing. I think she has a Grammy. Isn't she? Is she still married? To, no, Rick does she? Fox? Yeah, yeah she's she, still married to Rick Fox. I don't know. I, I make shit. All right, whatever. I make shit. Most <laughs> of my podcast, Sue says, yeah. is shit. I make up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the subtitle. Shit you make up. And so is she as stunning in person as she is? Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's she's... just, and, and, and this is in a city of unbelievably gorgeous right. people. And I actually trained her at the club. And, uh, you know, I remember there was some, like, bit actors there that, that trained there. Oh, not, all their names are escaping now. But I remember there's this, this guy, Ron Fassler, who he was my client. Mm-hmm. I trained uh, Body by Jake's uncle. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's really? another thing too. I I still have all of their sheets. Like yeah, everybody gets a training sheet, you know. Like we're all writing it down. How yeah. many reps they do and stuff. And um, so uh, I still have all their she Chit Chit Hearn or something. I uh, uh, Sterling Silifant, who was a producer for many um, uh, Bruce Lee movies, mm-hmm. and he would tell me Bruce Lee stories. Uh, just it 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 was uh, it was it was a great no glove. I remember one of the things I had to do. The guy asked me to do is if if I'm going to train people there. Is I gave him. A, I remember I gave him a piece of whatever I made per mm-hmm. person, whatever. And then, um, but he also asked me if he could just you know pick up the towels in the locker room and mm. but, and I no gloves or anything. And I'm just picking up towels. And so I got uh, I got oh fungus <laughs> all over my hands, which is a good look when you're. 23 and trying to pick up girls in Beverly Hills. Yeah, well, you know, as Crash Davis said to Nuke, if you, you know, you're, you got to avoid it at a young age. Once you win 20 in the show, you can let the fungus grow back on your shower shoes and the press will think you're colorful. By the way, Vanessa Williams, you, uh, she was, in fact, a singer. That was her talent on the pageant, right? That was the talent portion of the pageant. She was a singer. You're very close, Sue. Three Grammy Award nominations for, I think, her first album anyway she has multiple grammy award nominations i don't mm-hmm. think she ever won one well that's a big mistake then because she should have yeah well and she um i don't know why i remember this but she rehabilitated her image to such a degree that she was in the movie uh elmo and grouchland i think that's what it was called it was, the, it was really the, yeah i remember this because when my when my first son was born we must have watched it a zillion times and uh, it's actually a funny movie. Mandy Patinkin plays the I villain. Yeah, he's he's great. And Patink. but you know it's it's a, but it's an elbow movie. And halfway through it, uh, Vanessa Williams appears as the queen of trash. And she does. She's wearing kind of for for a Sesame Street movie. She's wearing something that sexy? was kind of yeah, definitely sexy. She's the queen of trash. And my buddy Tom used to say, "Do you think they put that in there just as a?" as a favor to the dads who uh, who stay up late, you know, feeding, <laughs> feeding their kids, you know, and like, oh, at least if, if I could just make it to the queen sexy. of trash. You could right. put a potato sack on her right. and she, she can't not be. She's just, there's those people that are just that way. Right. And she's still unbelievable, isn't she? She's oh, yeah. One yeah, of the she's most beautiful women stunning. ever. Yeah. So can we talk about etiquette? Yeah. Is that a good, that's usually I'm, I'm better at segues. Um, but <clears throat> so... You a lot of things you post on social media, Sug, are declarations as mm-hmm. to if you're a person who does this, you should either be put on a pedestal or you should be um, thrust out into the universe and never be heard from again. It's usually one of those. <laughs> My mother you're, bought us, uh, and and people who know me who are listening to this are probably like, 
what the fuck? What what is he talking about, Eddie? Like, because I can be the person that after you leave a party and you first met that it's like, who the fuck was that know it all? Who the yeah. fuck is that? Why know? is he telling me the what I should do? Right? I don't. Yeah. Well, no, but no, it's just I can be obnoxious. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, but that's just because I don't want to have a boring. Like, like so, if if I, if I go to a party uh, filled with guys who've never sent. That got sent to the principal's office. Right. I'm not talking about weather. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sit there and talk about the Red Sox in a way where you can clearly tell the person doesn't really watch baseball. <laughs> I'm not. Right. I just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to find a subject that we can. That's party subject. Right. Let, we're we're fucking having beers. Right. We're here for some kind of celebration. Right. Let's talk about something interesting. But uh, but the etiquette thing. Um, and uh can you think of an example because uh, i could throw some out yeah, throw yeah throw some out so like uh did you do any around gift giving or thank you notes or any shit like that first of all i'm against gift giving 100 percent. all right i i i i don't think that like i think that we just go overboard with gifting and the proof of that is that there's something called re-gifting mm-hmm. when when you are re-gifting, that means there is a surplus of gifts that are just <laughs> right. unwanted. And what the fuck? What, what, what you know? Like George says uh, on Seinfeld, yeah. you know, yeah. what, what, you know, what if I don't bring a bottle of wine? Why don't we buy him a what do you say? TV. That's so weird. I was just gonna, yes. I was just going to bring that up because it's similar, right? When you it, go to somebody's when you go to somebody's house, you have to you have to bring. Now you probably bring, I mean you're a nice guy. You, you like you know contributing to a party, but but I don't. Buy gifts. I don't. Right. I don't buy gifts for my children unless I'm so not because of any birthday or anything like that. If I see something that, no matter what time of year it is, I'll do it. Especially but, if it, it. I'm guessing if it means something to the right. person. See, I think that I want to be that person. So, uh, I'm not that good at it, but I love the person who gives us. Hey, I just. I thought of you. I saw this. I thought of you. And and if they'd done it right, you look at the thing, whether it's like ten cents or ten ten thousand dollars. Blows your way, right? You're like, oh my Blows god. Blows your way. Yeah, it's it's it, that is being thoughtful, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I recently had a chef give me um, uh, his his knife that he used. Uh, the, 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 like so, when you when you work in a kitchen, when you when you when you're catering, whatever, you always need a knife to open something. To, Go to you knife. Know, it's yeah. got it's so. He gave me his blade. And um, it's this beautiful Sheffield steel, you know, uh, pet pot, like what is it when it folds? Uh, the, not you don't mean a switchblade. No, no, but you, but it, the, you know it just it's folds. A folding it's not, yeah, yeah. Okay. one I can carry in my pocket. Yeah, and uh, I, it's it's automatically one of my most valued possessions. Prized possessions. Yeah, yeah, right. Not not because that's of the actual gift. worth of thing, but that's a gift. That that's was a gift. Not for fucking, sure. You know, underwear or a tie or something like that. It's it's like your birthday and Christmas and all that. It's like you pass go collect two hundred dollars. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it's too much. Yeah. It's fucking too much. You're no, you're right. And there's nothing worse than going to Target like on the morning of you know whatever holiday it may be, and just look, just hoping you can find something right. That the 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 chef knife story reminds me of. Of I got as a thank you gift from someone that I didn't even know that well. I made a call and the person ended up getting the job. I, I don't know if I was a huge help or not, but the person gave me a framed photo of Troy Brown from the Super Bowl, right. signed by Troy Brown. Collectibles, awesome. So it hang it hung in my home for ten, fifteen years. And um, one day, a uh, buddy of mine 
uh, he would always talk about how Troy Brown was his favorite. It, anytime the Patriots came up, he would somehow weave in Troy Brown. This guy actually did a big favor for me, made a call and got me an intro to the, like, it, it was a big fucking deal. And I really appreciated it. Went, went to my wall, took the thing off the wall. I said that, you know, we had a good run, Troy, this guy. And, and can you, the, the, I mean, now I didn't, I don't think I mentioned to the guy that it was sort of a re-gift, but nevertheless, I don't think it mattered. Wait, but is that a, wait. But that's not a re- that that's no, a special like right. like so like uh, so I got like actually one, that's like the chef knife really what, it was what, his what, knife what, yeah. what, what, uh, uh, one guy you know like because some people like uh you know I I have like two thousand something friends on Facebook and um show I throw off. out a lot of I throw out a lot of opinions I throw out mm. and then some people just like show appreciation they'll send me something yep. that shit blows me away Isn't one it? guy yeah. like one guy who I finally started liking fishing mm-hmm. and he sent me his old tackle box one wow. of his old tackle boxes yeah. filled with things that i still use you know uh i i had a friend who's no longer with me with us mm-hmm. and um and uh she sent me this frame this 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 frame that was uh that you could put tons of pictures in she wanted she said put the su- the, the my kids the suglets mm-hmm. uh you know put pictures of them in it it's this custom thing flip frame chart whatever um she, you know, she died, and wow, yeah, I have that. that. You know, yeah. like, so, so like those kind. Of, it's not. I don't. I don't want anything. I don't like to receive gifts either. But mm. when I do, like my buddy, my buddy Danny, I like these socks he was wearing, and uh, they, they're these. I forgot what they're called. I, I'll do a. I'll do a do thing a on, on it. Podcast. But uh, but uh, they're they they come with right and left. Yeah. And it's not with toes. Right. But like it. It's just and. He, he sent me a shitload of them. Yeah. God, I fucking, I'll, I'll kill anybody for that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. 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 I had a friend once, I remember my 40th birthday, I had a kind of a small-ish party and people brought, you know, some people bring gag gifts or some people brought kind of nice gifts. There's one woman I went to summer camp with her and I was a summer camp guy. It was my happy place. She gave me uh, a framed photo, just of like a black and white shot of just the lake at our camp, and it was unmistakable. And I was like, "This is the best fucking gift!" And, and uh, unbelievable, right? And and that cost her probably you know twelve dollars at the most, but right. But, so so let's so 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 yeah. let's counter that with, uh, hey, uh, you know we're having a party tonight, you know. So um, you know when I live with my wife, I, we we're, we'd have these parties every year, the Sug Soiree, and uh, and it was the week in between the conference championship and the Super Bowl because nobody's doing anything yeah. that weekend. It's a great it's time It's not school party. vacation. It's not, you know, oh, you know it's what? like genius. there's nothing going on. And then every year people know to so, put it on their calendar. Right. right, yeah. But then you get the, oh, my God, where's that thing that Joe Blow got us? We have to put that out there <laughs> because – and it's yeah. like, well, fuck, if they – why it. did they yeah. – you know, a housewarming gift. Don't yeah. – no housewarming gift. No I want to decorate yeah. my fucking house the way I want to de- – like, I appreciate it, but I don't actually think that you're doing this to- – you're doing this out of social contract. You're not doing it – like when that guy came to me, yeah, it's not thoughtful. It has right. nothing to do with you. It, it's like it's a box check. It's, right. it's checking the box. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so that's so we can expect a lot of that. And like so etiquette. Like I'll ask you one more. Um, do you have thoughts on driving etiquette? Because those are big. Yeah. Uh, and this is just fucking everybody relax. <laughs> Good Lord, road rage is something that I used to have. I have, yeah. I have uh, 
got out of my got pulled over and got out of my car and fought people. Um, and uh, road rage is a huge thing, especially the years on steroids. Uh, that road roid rage thing is a f- it's real. real. Yeah. It is real, and especially when you take them in the dosage that I did. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I, had a, I had a buddy that that we we could set our watches by it, and we had to sort of manage around it because yeah. we we loved the guy, but we knew when he was. I don't know if it's yeah. down cycle or up cycle or whatever part of his cycle, but he, we knew to stay away from him. On yeah. Certain well, times. I never went off. I just was always that's on. So, oh, well, uh, so well, that's, that's you for get a podcast for another okay, day. Right. I believe you should have just always be on, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, our next guest is Jose Canseco. <laughs> sorry, and so road rage. and 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 not only that. And I feel like now I'm sitting there and I'm like, I feel bad for anybody who was in the car with me at the time because I had experienced uh, a, a friend who she had such road rage, mm. and I I stopped letting her drive because. What the fuck? It's stressful being in the car yeah. when somebody's always yelling it. It's like that. Why are you letting this person who has nothing to do with your life affect your life? Why is every time you get in the car like so? What if they cut you off? Fucking relax. Yeah, you know. And this the, the, the one of the things that helped me with this. And I actually one day decided I'm no longer going to have road rage because it's it's affecting the people around me. But uh, meaning who are in the car with me. Right. But the other thing is, is once GPS came, and I realized that you could drive 80 miles an hour to a place, right. and that if you do that, you're going to get there three minutes faster than if you drove the speed limit. Like once I discovered that. Like oh, I yeah. just start driving the speed limit and, uh, you know, and so there's, if somebody wants to cut me off or whatever, just can we be nice to each other? Can we just yeah. fucking, let's just, just, just throw some love everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That you should coin that phrase. You should trademark that. Ah, love every. You love. You love saying that, right? I do. Love you, everywhere. Love everywhere. Yeah. Well, the, what what you just reminded me of is the the scene in Annie Hall where the the Christopher Walken is like a weird relative of Diane Keaton, I think, and starts confessing to Woody Allen that um, he's having these visions where he drives into oncoming traffic, and then in the next scene, it's like Woody Allen needs a ride, and he's like, "Oh, I'll take you." And you see, you see, you see Woody Allen's face in the back of the car, like sweating. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, we're gonna uh, we still got a few minutes here with Sue. Uh, who does bathroom reviews? Who would actually review a, a public bathroom? This guy does. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But first, need to tell you about our sponsor, U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today. USPS.com/careers for mail carriers to corporate management. The USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is at the website, usps.com slash careers, United States Postal Service, deliver for the nation. I try to say that with a little bit of patriotism. So, You've got a great voice. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd <laughs> like me to say? Well, on that subject, actually, just super quick, it reminded me, Who's your who's your uh, on your Mount Rushmore of sports commentators? Whether they be you know play by play, color, in a, in any sport, Dennis Eckersley. I love Eck. Eck, yeah. and I love Don Orsillo. 
I oh, love. Oh, was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Orsillo was great. He grew into that role nicely. Yeah. Look, I like I liked Remy and Orsillo when they were together. I like how they get silly and they get giggly. Yeah. And I have, you know, I I just I'm fascinated by people who get angry at announcers and that's a thing like road rage it is where it's of, just yeah. like fucking Collins were Collins so right. fuck him like yeah. the, if they hear like the Patriots could fumble seven times and Chris Collinsworth could go well I guess the Patriots have a little bit of fumbleitis and people be like <laughs> fuck you Collinsworth <laughs> the fuck why does oh, he hate the pass yeah he hates yeah. us yeah. He, he's, oh, he's just rooting for the other it's like dude your team sucked, you know. Yeah. It's it, but so it's almost like were you watching the game or were you just focused on the announcers? The, right? the like, one person who yeah. actually was that way though against the Red Sox, and I don't know what happened when he was here because I think he has a ALCS or a pennant ring is Tim McCarver. Oh, yeah. And do you remember the Pedro, uh, the Pedro Zimmer incident? Of course. Go back and play that, mm-hmm. and you'll see. Oh, and Pedro threw down Zimmer and like and and just and he says blaming like, everything that's, that's on the horrible. Red Sox yeah. and how despicable that was at Pedro. It's like Pedro was defending himself and he did it in when when an old man look at sometimes old men need their asses kicked too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because yeah. they're old. Give me a break. Yeah. But uh, you know, Zimmer had it out for Pedro. He came at him and Pedro did the humane thing. He absolutely did. He yeah. just tossed him back on his, you know. But listen to McCarver's calling that. Yeah. And I think that somebody got into his ear because in the end of his career, he when when the Red Sox played the Yankees and it was on Fox or whatever he was on, it was ESPN. I don't remember. But uh, he fixed it. Mm-hmm. But but the damage is done to somebody who's already made their decision that whether or not a person favors their team or not. And I'd say most of them, like most of them are just like but Jack Buck. I love Jack Buck. I yeah. think he's good at what he does. He's pretty good. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's, and, and, and like people say, oh, Sugan, when they played the Cardinals, uh, he was rooting for the Cardinals. I'm like, well, the guy's father was the, the car- voice, voice of the Cardinals. Of the Cardinals. Yeah. And so if he sometimes showed a little bit, can we all just fucking get over it? Yeah, we can. And, uh, but I honestly don't think that he's he a, showed a, his... I don't, I I don't remember he's that. Excellent. He's a pro. He's, he's a pro. He's excellent. McCarver would have had a natural inclination against the Red Sox, I, I suppose, in theory, because he played against him in the World Series in 67. See, I thought he was on our team in 67. No, I'm so almost he, sure. Oh, no, he was on our team in... Was he on our team in 75? No, no, I don't think so. We can look uh, that up. He was up. on the Red Sox but at one point. My memory, uh, and you may be right about that. My, my memory is that he was on yeah, the I Cardinals. I think you're right because you, yeah, and, and one of the great, uh, one of the things that's like so for my uh, for my wedding, what I gave um, my groomsmen was baseball cards, which at the time were valued at like a hundred dollars. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that everybody got a, a card that was valued about the same thing, and I got him a player that was um, that had a personality, or there's something about our relationship. Oh, come on! That was cool with that. So, uh, my best friend Kenny, I um, I gave him the '67 uh, uh, Carlton and '67. I think it was '67. Uh, McCarver, and mm. with the quote in the middle uh, that said, uh, "When we die, they're going to bury us sixty feet, sixty inches apart." <laughs> I love it. I six inches apart. So, yeah. so uh, yeah. So th- that's I remember that quote. Yeah, from he, he. That's funny. So you were right. He did later play for the Red Sox. He was on the Cardinals in '67. And the story. I, by the way, did you know he was 
1967, Tim McCarver finished second to teammate Orlando Cepeda for National League Most Valuable Player. I didn't realize oh, he was shit. that good. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, but um, the the Sox had tied the series. I mean, this is before you're in my time. I just remember reading about it, right? Um, but they had tied the series 3-3, three to three, so it goes to Game 7. And the Sox have Jim Lonborg on the mound, and the mm-hmm. Cardinals got Bob Gibson on the mound. But the Herald, the Boston Herald, you screwed this up, Herald. They put the headline prior to Game Seven. It said Lomborg and Champagne, so it was it, that was all that said Lomborg and Champagne. So it was it was is kind of a a prediction for what was going to happen. Oh, we got Lomborg, get the Champagne, material. and sure enough, Cardinals win, and you can see them, you can hear them in the locker room chanting. And I remember seeing McCarver in this footage. He's one of the ones jumping up and down, saying Lomborg and Champagne, Lomborg and Champagne, which is. No different than the Sox playing uh, New York. New York I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. and you know what? I love Aaron Judge for being that cocky for doing that. Yeah. And I love that we were able to throw it back at him. And I, then they I did think... it again this year. Like, so once yeah. they, uh, once I, I heard that they played uh, New York, New York, uh, the last game in Fenway, they, they beat us this year. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I think that they won the last game in Fenway and they, they blasted it. Yeah. So before we get to the bathrooms, we, we should we do the sports thing, Sug, or should we just go I'll to? Just, we'll do, it, yeah. Let's, Listen, let's, you know, I'll tell you what. Right now, this yeah. is one of the most interesting podcasts that <laughs> people don't want it to end, and so let's fucking do it. Because okay, God gonna, damn it, what so, I got to say about sports is interesting. Uh, absolutely right. So I figured we'd go through the four franchises just real quick, couple minutes on each the state of the franchise. Now you, I, I confess, I'm, I'm a Fairweather Bruins fan only. So if you don't mind, we'll start with them, uh, and then we'll end, of course, with a flourish with the Revolution because I want to hear all the details about that. Do we There's have an Revolution? You, no. Okay, so no, we're doing the four major ones. So Bruins, yeah, I know you're a Bruins. Wait, guy. actually, there is a story about the Revolution though. They were <laughs> terrible and had no wins, and then they hired the best coach that, like somebody who like did the World Cup team or I don't know whatever. Like this great coach, I don't know his name. Right. But they made the playoffs. Really. Like just from this guy getting hired, not midseason, like the beginning of the season, like they a, were they had zero wins. Like a Morgan Magic situation, unbelievable. Wow. That's great. I wish they were more of a thing. I, I like I, I'm not a soccer guy, but I I wish I feel like eventually it's going to fizzle in Foxborough. I might be wrong. The they got to they, they got to they got to put the stadium in Boston, and I think yeah, that there's there's that's enough right. because you know what it is. It's the uh, immigrants. It's the immigrants are, love yeah, it. Right? Yeah, they exactly. love it. Yeah, so they, do a twenty thousand uh, seat stadium, seventeen thousand, something like like in Seattle. Yeah. It's huge, but I think they play in the big. Well, stadium. could they play at Nickerson Field at BU? I don't know. Is that there anymore? It's not. <laughs> Where does BU play football? They don't play football anymore. Oh, they you're right. You're right. Oh, they probably play soccer the, at Nickerson yeah, Field. Yeah, no? or and lacrosse I mean, and the other we, stuff. This is embarrassing because we drive right by. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Commonwealth off. Um, so, Bruins, give us the... The, the Bruins are going to be back in the Stanley Cup. They're going to be the first team since 1948 or so that goes to the Stanley Cup one year and loses and then actually goes back to the Stanley Cup. And I believe that in my heart because here's the deal. They're probably the second best team in the league as they were last year. The best team in the league was Tampa. Tampa's the best team in the league again this year. But if you, can, you can even I'll, – I'll accept anybody saying they're the seventh best team, whatever. In hockey, 
the best team never wins. Yeah, it's weird. You know, yeah. it, the person who wins the President Cup never wins. And yep. so... Uh, no, wait, was it... Again, I'm not a huge fan. Was... Uh, who beat us last year? I do remember St. watching. Louis. And were they the one that were the, such the low seed? There was some... Uh, they were the in worst, last right? place yeah, la- okay, yeah, they go, on yeah. January right. 1st. It's crazy. And then they came back and won the Stanley Cup. And so in hockey, uh, you know, I'm... Yes, the reason why I say they're going to win the cup is because that's my team and I'm a homer. However, are you really being such a homer if your team is one of the best teams in the league? No. Like, so why wouldn't I pick them? But I like you, you pick with your heart and you, you root with your heart. I remember watching the videos you posted because you were at the Stanley Cup finals last year yeah. and I was, and I didn't even want to click on the one that you posted after they lost. But, you know, you, you manned up. You did, yep. the, you did the short video. You did the postmortem. Fuck. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, and, and, well, and, and you can see in a lot of the media um, in game, uh, the game with the trip. I was right on the glass and yeah. right in front yeah. of where it happened. So I was in like newspapers and everything. Oh, sweet. And, uh, yeah, a lot of friends like uh, uh, sending me pictures of the telecast because there I am. I'm like, what the fuck? Can You've you, got to be kidding me. Can you enjoy, can you actually say you enjoyed the experience of going to a game, watching one of our teams have it after they've lost? No. And, 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 yeah. and it's, it's such a miserable, I care too <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. And, 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 and it's sports care. You know, it's not like your kid's in the hospital or anything like that. But it feels good to just let all your feelings out there for this particular event. Because in the end, you know, like I was at the Giants, the last Giants Super Bowl where they lost. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get on the plane and get home. And it's just, there, there was no coming back from that. Yeah. Um, I get, I care too much, but it's fleeting. It's like, it's like, you know, uh, uh, Tabasco sauce will stay in your mouth for, for hours and hours and hours. Wasabi, it's gone. So sports is wasabi and life (laughs) is Tabasco sauce. If you fuck up in life or something happens in life, that shit sticks with you and it matters. But sports doesn't, which is one of the reasons why I love sports. Yeah. You know? So one thing that, that I won't talk about on Sug Says is politics. Mm-hmm. Because it affects people's lives, and people get so worked up about it, and it matters. Mm-hmm. And But sports and, and, you know, bathroom reviews and things like that <laughs> don't fucking matter. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Right. And, and I think that's, that's what people that listen to your podcast are going to have a little bit more fun in their day than they or- normally would. And covering such a how, how how do you do how do you do after the team loses and not, all these championships has helped uh, has helped I'll say in my later years I'm growing old like you I think I've gotten better but part of that is because of the ridiculous success we've had in Boston right it makes a huge difference. yeah so I I in in 2004 ALCS we all remember it uh, I le- legitimately was experiencing chest pains like I had to go into a different room and get in the fetal position and then I couldn't even watch the Yankee at bats I had to DVR through them because there was too much pain and stress yeah and at some point that steel that Dave Roberts steel yeah like I watch it now and yeah. I'm like Get the chills. Fucking, oh, but my finger, like, I'm like, is he? Get, yeah, <laughs> I still do. When Vinatieri yeah. gets up there for that kick in the snowball, uh, yeah. I still like. I watch it like it's stressful. If I, yeah, I remember watching uh, when the that game when the Pats won their first in 2001. Vinatieri hits the field goal to end it. Earlier in that game, you know, it was it was so thrilling because 
you remember, you know, uh, they announce, you know, each one of the Rams one by one. And then and now choosing to be introduced as a team. I got the chills. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. We're already winning. Yeah. And Brady, you know, Ty Law picks off the pass. And I wanted to jump out of my skin. I was so fucking excited. But then you'll remember this. Um, Kurt Warner was down by the goal line trying to, like, punch the ball in for a touchdown. And... Uh, he throws it and gets sacked. No, he gets sacked, right? Yeah. He gets sacked, it's strip sacked. The ball pops out, and I forget who it was, scoops it up and runs, you know, 90 yards for an apparent touchdown. Right. And then, of course, then and we, I remember in the bar, we were just going mental. Like, I, I was losing my brain. It was so exciting. There's a flag on the play, right? That was William Guinness holding right. Marshall Falk. And it's weird because, okay, so I know how the game ends, but if I ever watch highlights, that one highlight brutal. <laughs> bothers me. It still brutal. upsets me. It's like, oh, my God, why? Well, we I, you know, right I was there. one of those. So that's when the DVDs came out with, like, you know, you can have all the games. Like, so I have yeah. all of the DVDs of the 2004 ALCS, but you don't yeah. watch the first three. Right. Why you, would you? Never, right. they, they're yeah. still in the wrapping tape or whatever, the <laughs> right. paper. Yeah, why would you? It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. I always wonder no why they... No reason to watch it. Yeah. I always wonder why... The NFL always made a highlight reel of of a team's... See, every team's season had a highlight reel, which is funny. You go back and look at some of those, like the... You know, the one in 13, you know, 1972 Detroit Lions, the team that wouldn't quit. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, who is going to watch that? Who? So now now this loss and now that loss. 1982 New England Patriots, the, oh. the team that definitely quit. Um, anyway, so uh, let's uh, let's quickly go through. Just give us a like, brief impression of the, the r- Patriots r- are going to go undefeated. You, OK, I'm sticking Throwing to that. Down the I'm sticking to that. I threw down the gauntlet before the season. And then when A.B. came, I thought. Now it's definitely going to happen. You were, I got to say, you were out in front of this on I social fucking, media. I did not want him on our You're, team. Yeah, you were in the Ever. minority. Yeah, Because I w- don't want to root for a person who's that disgusting. Okay. Like, I, I, uh, I, didn't, like, uh, I didn't like when uh, the Red Sox got Kyle Everett. <laughs> because I, I hated rooting for it. And I hated when he broke up the no-hitter with Mike Mussina in, like, the seventh or eighth inning. Mm-hmm. I hated that. That I had to cheer when when he hit that. I just thought he was a despicable human being, and first, he's probably not even that bad. First half of this, well, he was. A-B. He he had a screw loose of some sort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, early, you know, early, you remember they used to call him Jurassic Carl. I think that might have been right. Shaughnessy because <laughs> he said he didn't believe it, the dinosaurs right. existed. You know who else yeah. doesn't? Schilling. Oh, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> Schilling's one of those guys too. But I, but but I, I forever will be grateful to oh, Kurt yeah. Schilling. Just a lion on just the mound. Did just did what he said he oh was going to do. Ab- yeah, absolute. Yeah, and he's a loon, but I have a lot of friends who are loons, and I, uh, and uh, they're still my best friends. So clutch in the, and one of the most clutch postseason pitches ever. Unbelievable. And, 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 it, and it would suck, I think, if his politics, and I don't agree with his politics, but I think it would suck if that kept him out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because I think it is so far. So yeah, so, so I so I'm all in on the Patriots going set nineteen and 0. nineteen and 0. I believe we're going to win the Super Bowl, and then but I see no re- again. Yeah, I'm a homer, but when you look at all the matchups on the schedule, is there any reason they should lose any of the games? And yes, it's it's only happened twice that teams didn't win every game in the uh, that that teams did win right. every game in the season, but we have a soft schedule. The uh, league is soft, don't yeah. you think? Uh, the AFC is soft. Especially. I think the NFC is pretty, yeah, see, yeah. pretty stacked. Uh, but, but I, you know, 
I, I, we've seen, like, so my friend Goody, he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I'll take uh, 14 and two in a Super Bowl. And I'm like, but we've had we've already that. done that. Yeah. So I want to experience <laughs> something that's never been experienced before, and that is 19 and 0. See, there hasn't, there's, there's not, uh, the only real narrative of the year so far, I think, has been the Antonio Brown thing. And that's, that's, uh, please, uh, Glenn Ordway and others, stop telling us that they made a mistake by letting him go and that you can see it hurts us right now. Just stop. It's over. He's gone. Um, Shocker those guys think that. Yeah, right. Jesus. Every, every other season, I think you could pin down some sort of narrative, whether we wanted to win our second, or then, of course, there was the Deflategate thing, which kind of wound back a couple seasons. And then last year, you know, we really wanted to make it back and win because we had the bitter taste of the, the Philly Super Bowl mm-hmm. in our mouths. This, this, this year, the, the undefeated thing might be the only angle. That's I mean, the only angle. Yeah. Well, and I guess to, to better the Steelers, right, Over to, to win our seventh. Well, seventh. The, the Steelers have eight, right? Don't they have eight? Oh, do they? Yeah, they have eight. Oh, all right. Never yeah, mind. So well, we, got a, we got a yeah. little while. We, we need Tom to stay on the team and Belichick to stay on the team to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think we are doomed when one of those leave, guys leaves? I think that we're more doomed when Belichick leaves. Agreed. But see, this is my dream scenario. Um, you know, it's it started, and you could you could argue the three teams, like the misery of the, the Boston sports fan in the late 80s um, when we just won nothing. You know, after the Celtics won in 86, we had a drought right up until 2001. Um the the crippling effect of all of those three um, save the Bruins the three franchises eventually they changed owners what I'm trying to say right and that's really what turned them all around if you think of it right yeah like like Belichick before Belichick came on board it was it was Kraft Parcells and Bledsoe that mm-hmm. that was the holy trinity and that they did turn the franchise around yep and in a way I guess you know Bel- uh, Parcells sort of Begat uh, uh, Belichick. They're but, the, they, they, they're they're building blocks. They well, should right. they, they should be honored and every, you know recognized for that. That without Drew Bledsoe and Parcells, none of this might have happened. That's right. And so my my dream scenario is Jonathan Kraft seems to know more about the business than Bob Kraft, right? right. So is, you think Jonathan Kraft is the type that will want to get out or sell the team after after Bob passes away? No, right. So, no. so we got. So we got Jonathan Kraft. He's not yep. going to win a Super Bowls on his own. But at least you got apparently a level-headed ownership. We're not going to fall into like the Redskins situation where Snyder's been a nutcase for years and only rarely do they get a sniff of the right. playoffs. Um, yeah, bad owner wrecks everything. Right. Orioles. That's right. Uh, Redskins. And the Red Sox until uh, John Henry came right. along. Right. Fuck. For 86 fucking years. Yeah. Of the well, I mean, why nonsense. the fuck Tom Yockey is in the Hall of Fame is beyond me. <laughs> It's yeah. beyond me. Well, he, he, it was a different time when he got inducted, probably. But and so and meanwhile, Belichick's son is on the staff. Like, who knows? Steve Belichick. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe he. I mean, he's only he's a, he's, 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 he's in his he's late twenties. Involved I think, in the defense now, right? So that'd be. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, and yes, and who says, I want to imagine. I want that. <laughs> yeah. I want. I want him, not Josh McDaniels. That's the thought that scares the shit out of every like Jet fan and Miami fan. I remember seeing on on a message board, uh, somebody said, now, it, it referred to Garoppolo, so that moment has passed, but the the guy on the message board said, he was a Miami fan, he goes, he goes, this sucks. Can you imagine if Garoppolo takes over for Brady and the Patriots are still great for another 15 years? And a Patriot fan writes back, he goes, keep going, keep going, I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. It is. All right, give us a couple, just a couple secs on the Celtics. On the Celtics, I am a pink hat fan. I do not like basketball at all. I, yeah. I think it is a terrible uh, sport to watch. And, uh, uh, but, however, I love the Celtics, and I love UMass basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Celtics, you know, I, I, I love. I'm so excited about the team, but I'm excited because all my friends get excited about it. I've, you know, of course, I have very good friends who are basketball, you know, seasons tickets holders and the like. And I, I, I just like when things in Boston happen that make people Bostonians happy. I'm with you, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of like become in the '80s, like everybody else. It was like the not quite the only game in town, but it was the most fun game because we were great. Of course, yeah, the so big th- that's the yeah. thing. It's yeah. like I, I'm a hockey, baseball, and football guy, and the only team that ever succeeded when I was a kid was the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, and so I love the Celtics. Yeah, I love you know I love them, but that's not you know the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I could tell. I I could lie to you and tell you that I watch, but I don't. Yeah. I, well, it, it's every game is. Well, I'll say this. I hate what's happened to the game, and and this is you know it's kind of the first. I must really be getting old. It's the first time I complain about how things used to be. You know, right? But they don't call traveling. They don't fucking call. I don't know if you've noticed this, but you take as many fucking steps as you want, LeBron. Go ahead. Go go. And you would think traveling would be kind of an important thing. Like like dribbling the ball isn't kind of important. What about and that then thing they tra- where they? They palm the ball. What's, the pal- that, yeah. what's that called? It's like, called, well, well when they bounce turning it over. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. But you're right. They do that as well. They, they don't take call all that. kinds of liberties. Yeah, they don't call that. And then the three-pointers. Uh, the, it, enough with the three-pointers. I don't know how you put the genie back in the bottle, but... Taco. Um, ta- well, Have taco's fun. Have you seen fun. the thing on Taco? That's I've fun. It. I've seen, yeah. I see as somebody who is a pink hat Celtics fan, I think you it'd want, be cool if Taco was successful. He made the team, and... Isn't there always something fun about uh, a freak athlete? And, and so in, in this With the case, name Taco? And then his name's Taco. I mean, <laughs> Who you know, doesn't like... Yeah, like name yeah. one person who doesn't like tacos. Well, you, <laughs> and it's just a great... And Taco was like the best character on the league, that show. Like Taco <laughs> yeah. is just... It, it brings joy. It's happy. If he... Yeah, if he continues to even contribute, I mean, instant... Fan favorite. It's 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 funny how sometimes people's fate are sealed, or at least their ball starts rolling because of their names. Like Teddy Bruschi, initially everybody mm. loved him because his name's Bruschi, right? <laughs> you know, but then he sort of embodied the whole thing. You know, well, the, yeah, his passion. He was. Yeah, so uh, I used to love like like he used to get stupid penalties where he'd uh, he'd hit the guy when he was already out of bounds, and people yeah. be like, "What the fuck is this?" Guy? And I'd be like, "I love that." <laughs> yeah, he plays to the whistle. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, we got to go. I got dinner reservation, Sug. Sorry. What? But yeah, but okay. So I'll let you finish. So we're we not do, even doing etiquette. We want to mention it. Well, we, no, we, no, we, we did etiquette. I mean, earlier. we're not doing bathroom reviews. Tell us about, so we skipped the socks. We'll get to that on a future uh, pod. But t- yeah, tell us about why right, you, so where why this did you came do from is, is yeah, first, for, because first of all, I'm a germaphobe. Now, how mm. I became a germaphobe is that my youngest, Suglet, uh, she was born with transient immunodeficiency. Now, Mm. what that means is it just means that her immune system took a little longer to mature than regular kids. So regular Mm -hmm. kid takes five years or whatever. So she had to get like inoculations redone and things like that. But she would get sick at the drop of a hat, like Mm. just fucking uh, anything. So the doctor advised, you know, advised us, hey, listen, you know, you got to use sanitizer and stuff. And so I would sit there, and every time I touch a handle, uh, when I open a door, I think about that, and I, I'm just thinking about the ne- the chance that I'm going to be able to wash my hands and right. do that because 
that when the when the most important thing to you in the world gets sick yeah, over everything, you become fastidious. You right. become a zealot, psycho. Now, so fast forward, she her, her immune system catches up. She's like regular, She's fine. you know. Yep. I can't go back. <laughs> so yeah, when I funny. go to a bathroom, I w- I'm particularly like, you know, how the bathroom is set up. Do I need to touch handles? What, you know, when am I going to be able to like, you like, so all of that became very important to me mm-hmm. and is important to me because again, I can't go back. And so that's funny. I, I have a buddy who once left a fan on and it caused a fire with considerable damage. Nobody died, but, and to this day he is kind of OCD on turning everything off. And oh, so, yeah. so similar phenomenon. Yeah. 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 Now yeah, imagine if that, there. imagine if that fan, uh, came out of his wife's tummy. <laughs> and Wait a minute. Loved that fan. A picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, so, so I do, you know, one, one thing I started doing is, is I, I'd go into a place and I'd review it. And, um, and you know, I, I, Talk about the toilet seat. I talk about you know the ability. There's certain aspects of a of a bathroom that make it better than another. That some of them, uh, and if you're a boy, uh, you'll you'll know that some of them have this little uh, like handle on the side of the toilet seat, so you can kick it up or or, yeah. or flip it up if you like. Are you in favor like, of those, like those little things? Yeah, yeah because that's, whatever that makes that it helps. easier. I anytime I see piss on a fucking toilet seat, I want to fucking wring the neck of the guy who did I that. Know. It's like let's take care of each other. We're a society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on boys let's yeah. take because every single boy in the world has had to do a dookie in the club <laughs> and uh at some point and you go in there and you see piss all over the seat it's like what the fuck yeah so and- uh so and then you know down to uh, uh dryers that the old kind of dry not the fast ones the accelerator or whatever it's yeah. called uh you know i i love the uh the one that you put your hands in and pull it out oh yeah that, yeah uh, I forget who, who what it's called. That, uh, yeah, I know so exactly. You know what I'm got, talking about. There's got a little. There's a little area. Right. I have and, that and, vacuum, and it hits you on both sides. Right, it dries both sides of your hands at the yeah. same time. The company yeah. that makes that has. I have that vacuum, and I can't believe that. Hoover? I don't. Not Hoover. No, it's uh, not Hoover. It's, uh, it's the the bagless one. But anyway, okay. um, so so I just I just did I did one you know one time when I was drunk, and then it got like so many views out of like 2000 friends it had like a thousand views before you know it mm-hmm. and so i'm like oh so this is a thing and so now it's something everybody has to deal with i think that's what's cool about it i, I recently, think that's what's cool about all your thoughts on etiquette too like this shit comes up yeah. I, I recently right. got an email from an owner of a club uh, of a bar that i did a review on really it was forward it was, somebody played it for him because mm-hmm. you, you can't forward my videos i don't let people do that but uh but he just he said Hey, I really want to thank you for that review. That was fantastic. So he got a so he got a good review. Yeah, he he did. He got yeah. a, and, and it's a dive bar, mm. but the fucking bathroom was clean and That's awesome. That's a good lesson to restaurant owners because it it all it takes is pay attention to the shit, right? Right. And like, yeah, you know, and um, yeah, every once in a while, yeah, usually you must you must have a distaste for it because I do. It's like in a train station or God forbid, an airport. It's catch as catch can. Sometimes the the crush of people results in complete filth. But then other times, you know, they got the clipboard and you can see someone's checked in every 10 minutes to clean it. And it's like, yeah, it's just a matter of paying attention. Love the clipboard. Yeah. Love it. When you see the clipboard, you, you get a good feeling. All right, so this is some of the stuff you're gonna get on Sug Says. If you haven't been tantalized yet, what's your fucking problem, people? Right? Love. Love will be everywhere. Love everywhere on Sug Says. Taking care of each other. Right. Um, yeah, Hare Krishna. So, (laughs) 
Do you want people to find you on Facebook or social media? No. I think we, we wait till the pod, right? Let's wait till the pod. Let's wait till the pod. Suk says, look for it here on pod 617. It's pod617.com. Thanks, bro. This is where you go. My pleasure, Sug, because uh, this was fun. We'll, we'll have him back on this show from time to time. But listen, the man's got his own show. He deserves it, for crying out loud. He's spreading the gospel of goodness and love. Pod617.com. I already said that. Westwood Master our Studios. If you want to be the next big podcast star, you can't because Sug's already here. But you could be the one after him, maybe. You can try. I want to thank our sponsors, U.S. Postal Service. Go to usps.com slash careers for all the info on careers at the Postal Service. Thank our friends at Adori. Download, go to the App Store. Download the Adori podcast player. Your podcasts will come to life. On behalf of Sue, a great man, a great man, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. See you later, everybody. You must be the other guy. Fuck you, Collinsworth. <laughs>